That's our reading from today. And you hold on to the middle of the podcast and you'll find out where it's from. However, it means how did you spend your day? Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. We have you from all over the world. And Emma welcome you again to today's podcast. And the date being the 7th of May, 2020. Great, we're now on Apple Podcasts. Yes, we're on iTunes too. Excited about that. And from our home workers, please, can you limit the calls, the Zoom calls? You know, some of us are actually hiding from our partners and kids and trying to prove to them how important our work was and making service providers and others suffer with endless daily Zoom calls. <laughs> I must admit anyway, honestly, I've always just liked conference calls. And now this Zooming thing is really Zooming some of us out. Anyway, I think maybe some time later on I need to do something about some guidelines on Zoom calls. Okay, anyway, some statistics from your listenership. Hmm. I've just created a new English word right there. Listenership. Hmm. But I guess if we can say viewership, shouldn't we be able to say listenership? Okay, sorry, got distracted for a minute. Let's get back. So the figures are as follows. 77% of you are listening off your mobile devices and 23% of you are listening off your computers. You know what? Whatever you're doing, just keep listening. Thank you very much. So this podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and private sectors in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. Before we get to our podcast in our Africa, I got your section. We'll be looking at how up to 80% of us Africans use medicinal plants for healing at some point or the other. But without rigorous investments, they're not feasible to develop into viable commercial drugs. Um, Some more interesting stats. I'm a great fan of numbers and statistics. As a continent, we have some 5,000 recognized medicinal plants. But we need to spend more resources um, in developing our drugs to serve our own people. So, so anyway, we're going to find out what's happening around the world first. And then we will come back to our Africa I Gotcha section. So let's find out what's happening around the world. The latest news. From headlines from BBC News at 2.35 p.m. today. Good afternoon, this is BBC News. Britain could face its worst recession in 300 years due to the coronavirus pandemic. That's according to the Bank of England. It says the economy could shrink by 14%, but that it would rebound quicker than it did during the 2008 financial crash. The former Chancellor Alistair Darling doesn't think many people who've been furloughed will be able to return to their jobs. I think we must plan on the basis that some jobs will not come back. And that means the government has also got to announce a plan for jobs. And I I think we really have to factor in the very strong possibility that there will be people who will not be able to go back to their own jobs and we do not want to find that they go from furlough to redundancy. The government is warning the public not to expect any major changes to the lockdown in the near future. With the three-day bank holiday weekend ahead, many people have hoped the restrictions might be eased. Boris Johnson and his cabinet will do their normal three-week lockdown review today and will announce any major changes on Sunday. The Prime Minister has said some restrictions in England could be eased from Monday. 
Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland can diverge from what Westminster decides on the lockdown with their own devolved governments. Meanwhile, teachers are calling for the Prime Minister to answer their questions about schools reopening. We put out a petition to say that schools should only be open when it's safe, that when our pupils return, we are not putting them, our members of staff or members of their family and their community in danger. That's Amanda Martin, a primary school teacher and president of the National Education Union. The petition she mentioned has been signed by 330,000 people and it's due to be handed to the government today. The Department for Education said it was working closely with the sector as it considers when to reopen schools, nurseries and colleges so that everyone has sufficient time to prepare. Around 400,000 surgical gowns ordered from Turkey last month have not been distributed to frontline health or social care staff because it failed UK safety standards. Turkey says it has not received any complaints about the shipment. The owner of British Airways has said it's planning for a meaningful return of flights in July at the earliest if the lockdown measures are relaxed. However, IAG, which also owns Iberia and Aer Lingus, said the plans were highly uncertain and subject to travel restrictions. BA is set to cut up to 12,000 jobs due to the collapse in business. And finally, astronomers have a new candidate for the nearest black hole to Earth. It's nine and a half thousand million million kilometres away. In the scale of the universe, that's just next door. That's the latest BBC News. From Sky News at 3.52pm today. From the Sky News Centre at one, the Governor of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey, says the situation facing Britain is unique in modern times. It's after he predicted the pandemic could cause the economy to shrink by 14% this year, which would be the deepest recession since records began. New analysis of COVID-19 deaths in England and Wales suggests black people are four times more likely to lose their lives than those who are white. The Office for National Statistics says other ethnic minorities have a heightened risk too. An Dr. Dr. Tim Cook says there could be a number of reasons why. Biological causes, so genetic predisposition, there may well be uh, sociological and geographical causes where individuals tend to work in big cities. But we do know that a greater proportion of fame individuals workers, key workers. In the past hour, it's been announced lockdown restrictions will not be lifted in Scotland for now. Nicola Sturgeon has made the announcement in Edinburgh. Our assessment of the evidence leads me to the conclusion that the lockdown must be extended at this stage. More detail of our analysis will be published alongside today's daily statistics at 2pm. The First Minister's also confirmed 59 more deaths there, taking the total to 1,762. The Welsh Government says it'll announced the decision of its review of the rules in due course. Meanwhile, Boris Johnson has been chairing a meeting of his top team to formally review the restrictions. It's expected the current rules will be extended at least for a few days, with any changes expected to start next week. A delivery of 400,000 much-needed medical gowns flown to the UK from Turkey last month has never reached the NHS front line. Ministers have admitted they turned out not to be good enough. The Department of Health says it's working night and day to source protective kit. And elsewhere, Virgin Media and O2 have announced plans to merge. If approved, it'll create a £31 billion media and telecoms giant. That's the latest. I'm Kit Bradshaw. From CNBC Tech Check at 8.37 p.m. yesterday. Hey, I'm Deirdre Boza, and here's your CNBC Tech Check. Uber announcing major layoffs. The company will be cutting 3,700 jobs. That's about 14% of its total.
total workforce. CEO Jarwakazar Shahi, he is forgoing base salary for 2020. Uber has been hit hard by the pandemic as travel has come to a standstill. Ride-sharing bookings are reportedly down by some 80%. The impact of the coronavirus pandemic is also hitting the sharing economy beyond ride-sharing. Airbnb announced it is laying off just under 2,000 employees, and that's about a quarter of its workforce. These cuts are just the latest obstacle this year. Last month, Airbnb suspending its marketing, cutting executive salary, and telling employees that it did not expect to give out bonuses for 2020. And Disney reported mixed quarterly results. The company saw a nearly 60% drop in sales from theme parks and cruises, which was the company's worst hit segment amid the coronavirus pandemic. But it is expected to boost engagement on its streaming services, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. This was also Bob Chapek's first earnings call as CEO of Disney. Former CEO Bob Iger announced in February that he would transition to the role of executive chairman. That's all from the West Coast for now. We'll see you back here tomorrow. From Bloomberg First Word at 8.26 a.m. today. BlackRock's Larry Fink has a stark message for investors. Things are likely to get worse. In a call this week, he sketched out a grim outlook for corporate America. It includes mass bankruptcies, empty planes, and an increase in the corporate tax rate to as high as 29%. Fink says there's a risk the outbreak will be severe enough to leave a long-lasting impact on the American psyche. President Trump has vetoed legislation that would limit his powers for military action against Iran. The president described it as a very insulting resolution. It would have required congressional approval for engaging in hostilities against Tehran. It comes after a U.S. airstrike killed a top Iranian general earlier this year. The veto was expected. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu can form a government despite the corruption charges against him. That's the ruling of the country's highest court. It's a controversial decision that paves the way to ending more than a year of political stalemate and forming the first permanent government since 2018. The start of Netanyahu's criminal trial is set for late May. In Europe, the Netherlands has accelerated plans to reopen more of its economy. It echoes moves elsewhere in Europe amid signs the coronavirus outbreak is coming under control. Germany's planning to reopen stores and restart its soccer league. Spain is getting ready to relax more restrictions, but has also extended its state of emergency to May 23rd. Global News 24 hours a day on air and at Quick Take by Bloomberg, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. From DW News Brief at 2 p.m. today. This is DW News and these are our top stories. Chancellor Angela Merkel says Germany has now passed the first phase of the coronavirus pandemic, allowing further easing of the lockdown. Restaurants, hotels and more shops can reopen, but restrictions will be reimposed if infections spike again. A gas leak at a chemical factory in southeastern India has left several people dead and up to a thousand ill. Officials said styrene gas escaped from the plant as villagers were sleeping. Hundreds of people have been hospitalized. China's exports unexpectedly rose by 3.5% in April despite the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and its destructive effect on the global economy. But the outlook for China's exports remains bleak because of a likely global recession. 
Iraq has a new prime minister. The former intelligence chief Mustafa al-Kadimi was sworn in after lawmakers approved his cabinet lineup, ending five months of political deadlock. His government faces an array of problems. This is DW News from Berlin. You can follow us on Twitter at DW News and visit our website DW.com. That's all for now. Okay, so I owe you, I need to tell you where the greeting Utsuhe Lechjang comes from. Well, it's a Setswana greeting from Southern Africa. Okay, Africa, I gotcha. In Cameroon, a Catholic church archbishop says he's discovered a remedy for the COVID-19 virus based on his 30 years of research into herbal medicine. So remember, guys, he has 30 years of research into, into herbal medicine. So Archbishop Samuel Kleda claims have attracted plenty of attention in the Central African country as he's been offering the essential oils remedy for free. So make sure you read the full article in the link uh, within this podcast. And we have a new format of sharing our information. No more WhatsApp written messages. We have gone a notch higher. And we're giving you a link that you just click and it opens up. And you can also see the previous podcasts in case you missed them. So this podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and private sector in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. So please remember... And don't tire of the rules. Stay at home, stay safe, stay alive, social distancing, no home visitors, please. Wash properly with running water. And thanks. And this is MO signing off. And today I'm telling you all, Oriti. <laughs>